Desk brings you exciting and practical tips for improving your virtual teaching and virtual learning experience. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Amy Lynn, the director of VESC. Today I am with Tiffany Pringle. She is an NCU doctoral student and a very experienced online trainer of adult learners. Hi Tiffany, welcome. Hi Dr. Lynn, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here. I've really enjoyed our conversations in the past. Can you share a little more about your background? Sure. So my company is called Inspire Consulting and Management Group, and I am the principal provider of training and development programs for corporations. Uh, My focus is corporate training, and it is soft skills training, training that can be transferable to any job, any role. Um, And what we do is create the content based on the client's needs and then facilitate that content and provide engaging experiences online as well as on site. So it just depends on what they want. And during COVID, Uh, We had an opportunity to go strictly online, um, and now things are starting to settle, and we're having some on-site opportunities. So what are some of the things that you learned about online training? Well, number one, we definitely have to engage our audience. Um, You don't want to just have a session where people are just listening to you the entire time. It can be very draining, and I think it's so important for facilitators and trainers to understand that we are still human and we still need that human factor. And when I say human factor, I mean, you know, I do need a break from the screen. Um, I do need time to step away and I need to be engaged in what's happening while I'm watching this presentation and listening to what's going on. How can I do something to be a part of the learning process versus just showing up and watching the process. Um, And I think it's important as trainers that we are intentional about creating engaged and interactive experiences. Can you say some of the recommendations that you have for, for eliciting that engagement? Definitely. So number one, I would definitely say start out with an icebreaker. Um, It could be something fun, something silly. It doesn't necessarily have to be tied to your content as of yet, because what you're doing is breaking the ice and you're allowing people to kind of just let their shoulders down, let their hair down and get ready to jump into something that may be um, serious content coming up. But right now, let's just have a little fun. So I would do that by using tools like poll everywhere where we may do a word cloud. You know, I may say, hey, give me one word that comes to mind when you think about a good leader. And individuals will share their one word. What happens is it'll populate on the screen in different colors. And then the word that is most widely used, that word becomes bigger than the other words. Um, We also do polls where it could be Um, Q&A, it can be open-ended, so they can respond and have a full text response, and it will show up and populate on the screen so everyone can see what's happening. Sometimes, you know, when you're using other tools such as Zoom, you have your chat, 
and people get comfortable just using that chat box. So I like to encourage trainers to think outside the box, think outside the chat box. Like what else can I bring to my session to make it interactive and engaging? So even if you're using Zoom, I would recommend bringing out the whiteboard and allowing individuals to annotate just on the whiteboard. You know, they can scribble their answer, they can text their answer, they can put it in different colors. So there's a lot of different things that you can do differently, just utilizing some of the software features that are out there. So I, I, that I'm going to confess, I have not used the whiteboard on Zoom. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've done the polling. I use the chat. I, I've used a lot of the um, strategies you've talked about. But can you say, I'm so interested. Could you say a little bit more about uh, like an example of how you've used the whiteboard? Definitely. Um, so in addition to the whiteboard, let me say this. So you can create a slide and maybe have different categories and you can ask your audience, okay, looking at the six categories on this slide, which one closely aligns to who you are? And I want you to use your annotate tool and circle or put your initials next to it. So you can literally have them scribble on your <laughs> the slide that you created with your own text. Um, or you can have it just a whiteboard and just say, hey, free for all, let's have some fun. Draw me a picture of, um, I've even created teams and use the whiteboard. I divided the whiteboard in half by drawing a line down the middle and I gave um, different ones, you know, team A or team B. So those that had an assigned team A or B, they had one side of the board and the other had the other side of the board. And they were in competition to create this drawing of whatever we were talking about that particular day. But it was really cool to see the interaction taking place and people trying to get in to show, you know, their piece of the picture and of the puzzle. Um, so things like that, you can definitely be creative. I can imagine a lot of laughter as people trying to do something like that. Definitely. That's very cool. Well, I think, you know, we, I want to talk a little bit more with you about your experience at NCU and the research that you'll be hoping to do as you move forward. But before we do, I, I think this is a good time to mention that you will be presenting at the VEST conference on April 28th. Do you want to, because that sort of fits with what you're talking about. Do you want to say a little bit about your presentation? So the presentation for the conference is teaching how to utilize the Poll Everywhere tool. And that particular presentation is titled, Is More Than Just a Poll. Um, the company is named Poll Everywhere. And actually, I had a ple the pleasure of being interviewed by Poll Everywhere because I had been using their platform for quite some time especially during COVID. Um, and Poll Everywhere has the features that we were talking about earlier of the word cloud, um, the open Q&A text. They even have a leaderboard feature where you can create competition during your training. So I'm gonna be taking individuals behind the scenes and just showing them how to include Poll Everywhere into their presentation, how to embed the tool into their actual PowerPoint. So I'll be giving step-by-step -step instruction on how to make your PowerPoint come to life just by utilizing one or two of these uh, different categories of engagement tools. 
that's fantastic. And, um, and I know that you also want to share about another presentation that you'll be doing uh, that is about the Zoom features that you were talking about. We do not have that on, um, on the books yet with an exact date, but stay tuned, folks, because that will be this summer. Do you want to talk a little about that presentation? Sure. So that presentation is called Zooming to Success. And although we think everyone is comfortable using Zoom or have used Zoom, the fact is there are a lot of features on Zoom that people have not even um, experienced yet. And similar to what your, your story was when you shared, I haven't looked at the whiteboard. I haven't tried it out. Um, that's one of the main features that I think trainers should utilize in their presentations because it definitely helps um, your learners be involved in the process. So during that session, also, I'm going to take you behind the scenes, show you how to set up your Zoom properly, making sure you can implement your polls, um, adding polls, deleting polls, and putting your whiteboard in place to be used and just showing you different ways that you can use these tools to make your presentation successful and your um, attendees excited about attending your presentations. Um, recently, Zoom has um, added a new feature to their platform, and that is allowing yourself to be a part of your uh your uh, PowerPoint. So you're literally using your PowerPoint as a backdrop behind you. So you're kind of embedded into your PowerPoint. It's a really cool feature. And um, I've been seeing uh, a lot of people use it lately, but not everyone knows it exists. I know because you showed it to me behind the scenes. <laughs> Yes. You really are a, a wealth of knowledge about the tools that are available and not just the tools that are there, but how to use them effectively. Yes. Um, being able to use them effectively is key because you want to make sure you have the right engagement tool for the content that you're delivering. Not every um, activity is appropriate for every training either. So like I said, you want to be intentional how you're building out your training. And it's so important that as you're building your training, you think about how many slides do I have? Well, at what point do I want to insert an activity? At what point do I want to give my learners a break? Again, understand there is a human factor here that we have to keep in mind that we are you know, we still need our breaks. We still need to come away from the screen and we need to be using our hands and all of our senses during that process. Hmm. Do you have any specific recommendations for when those breaks should occur? How long? Any thoughts about that? Definitely. So what I do is if I'm doing a half day session or full day session, I make sure at the end of every hour that my participants get at least 15 minutes. So that session, that first module is only going to be 45 minutes. Um, but even within that first hour, they, there are activities that we're doing throughout the hour. So maybe every five or six slides, you have an activity. You start it with an activity. You have one midpoint, you have one before you go to break. Now, when you do go to break, not only are you saying, okay, take a 10 minute break, 15 minute break, but you do something fun. Like I have a, I, I guess you would call it my playlist. I have a YouTube video playlist 
of just corporate training music that I play at each break for my participants. And it's funny stuff. So it could be a chicken dancing or um, a bear dancing. I mean, it's, it's just thinking outside of the box, getting people to move around and also asking, hey, anyone want to get on camera and show us your best dance moves? This is a really good energizer that helps people to kind of, you know, settle, balance and reset for the next session. That sounds great. I love it. So where are you in your program? How is it going? And where are you headed? So currently I am in the prospectus course. Um, I'm working with my dissertation chair who's preparing me for the dissertation process. And we are working through all the components of this dissertation. So I'm really excited, but I'm enjoying the process because I chose a topic that I am passionate about and that is aligned to the work that I'm currently doing. Um, so my research focus is evaluating the impact of self-efficacy, engagement tools, and mentorship and coaching in corporate training. The reason I chose this is because I do a lot of corporate training. I'm working with a lot of adult learners in that space. And it's intriguing to me to know, you know, do we learn because of what we already have within that self-efficacy? You know, what motivates us to wanting to learn? Or do we learn more and better because there are engagement tools that exist, whether it is gamification, whether it is discussion, um, the polls that we were talking about, like what features of engagement tools really help activate the learner's ability to not only uh, learn the information, but how do I retain it and transfer that information? So the coaching and mentorship portion of that simply is how do I continue uh, transferring what I've learned after the training? Like what are, what are ways that I am continuing this process post-corporate training? So, and that is with mentorship and having that coach to continue bringing those concepts to you and helping you work through them and not forget that you've learned them. That really resonates with me. You know, I haven't worked in a, in a corporate environment. My background is K-12, but I am, a, I have been a coach. I'm trained in coaching. I really believe that that coaching process um, after any training, whether it's online, corporate training, you know, in-person professional development, it doesn't matter. It's if if you have that information, you need an opportunity to wrestle with those concepts, to try out implementing them, and, and a coach to give you some feedback. Definitely, you have to stimulate every area of the brain in more ways than one. And the other thing is, you know, the work environment has at least four generations that are working together. And it's so important as leaders and as trainers that we understand the generations that we're teaching, you know, because every generation learns differently. Um, every generation has different preferences of how they would like to learn. And all of that plays a part in whether or not an individual 
can take that new knowledge and apply it and transfer it in their role. That is a very good point. Very good point. You're going to be very busy with this research. <laughs> yes, I, I see that. And again, I am enjoying the process because it's something I'm passionate about. Yes, that's definitely important because uh, the dissertation is a, quite a process. <laughs> so you really have to love what you're studying. That is for sure. Yes. And, you know, actually, because of this topic that I've chosen, um, the fact that I'm doing the webinars with NCU and sharing, you know, my my experience in lear- teaching in a, on a virtual platform, I've actually started thinking about how can I take this even further? And I am now working on a program behind the scenes entitled Fully Engaged Training. So it's something that I'm going to have certified so that I can certify individuals to become fully engaged trainers. That's really exciting. And okay, so you mentioned your business at the beginning. Will this be another element to your business? Give yourself a plug. What else can you say about what you're doing? (laughs) Yes, uh, this will definitely be another element. Um, The courses that we currently provide are a lot of soft skill training that the corporate Uh, industries have asked for. But this um, is my way of kind of giving back even to, you know, corporate training within the business. Sometimes they have their own corporate trainers. And, you know, we've all been through training that's not that, uh, that is not that engaging. Mm -hmm. Too much of it probably, right? (laughs) Right. So the idea is to take this on the road and introduce it to corporations who have their in-house trainers and say, let us train your trainers on how to be engaging in their presentations. So they would go through a program that I've created um, and learn how to do this, you know, at a top-notch level, like, you know, how to really engage those that they're teaching so people are not, you know, bored out of their minds because they have to attend another corporate training. (laughs) That sounds great. There'll be many people who will be silently thanking you. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. So there's so much to talk about. And and I know that we will have you on again and and look for your April 28th um, presentation on Poll Everywhere, but then the Zoom presentation and some additional presentations starting in early June that I feel so fortunate um, to be able to have you support VESC in that way and share your knowledge and expertise with others. Is there anything else you want to add before I ask you my final closing question? So I would just say, you know, to those that are listening who wear this hat of being a trainer or facilitator, take time to learn how to use the interactive tools, um, be intentional about it, and think about how to be creative in every module that you're presenting. Every training you give should be, you should put yourself in it. because when that happens, it becomes a win-win for everyone. Your, your learners, they feel your energy. And then you, you're drawing off the energy that they have because they're excited to be there. You know, no one wants to be at the front of the room 
training, thinking they're doing something, right? But they're looking around the room and everybody's kind of zoned out. That feels uncomfortable. So to, you know, prevent that from happening, just be intentional about how you're going to show up in the room and what you're going to bring to the people that are coming to hear your message. And practice, practice, practice before going live. Mm, Very good advice. Thank you so much for spending some time talking about this and sharing about your amazing work and the research you're going to be doing. Before we close out, can you uh, fill in the blank? (laughs) I, I used to think virtual teaching and learning was. Now I think virtual teaching and learning is. So I used to think virtual teaching and training was boring. Um, It wasn't something I was interested in attending, much less trying to facilitate. (laughs) Um, Didn't think people would be engaged. But now, given all of the new tools and the technology that has changed over the years, now it's exciting. Now it's like, okay, what else can I pull out? What else could I do here? So, you know, I personally have a different perspective on the experience as a whole, whether I am the learner or the trainer. Well, you you definitely inspire me, Tiffany. I, I When we first talked, I don't know if you remember, but I asked you some questions about a presentation that I was giving um, that was coming up and I was a little hesitant to try some new things, but but I did after we talked. You're wow. you are <laughs> you're very inspiring and, and a really um, fantastic communicator. So don't miss uh, Tiffany's presentation. It is. Um, it will also be recorded if you can't be at the live session. And in the description of this podcast, I will um, place some information or a website where you can find out more about Tiffany Pringle. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Lynn, for having me. And I'm looking forward to the conference and looking forward to the upcoming training that, that I will be facilitating. I, I can't wait to go to your defense and call you Dr. Pringle. <laughs> that is going to be an exciting moment. <laughs> it will be fantastic. Thank you so much for giving of yourself and being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on VESC. This is Dr. Amy Lynn. Remember, learning is right at your fingertips.